When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, how about you, everybody? Welcome into this week's edition of the Auburn Live Recruiting Show. I'm your host, Jeffrey Lee, Senior Recruiting Editor for Auburn Live on 3, and I'm joined, as I always am, by Mr. Cole Pinkston, Mr. J-Head. Mr. Keith Niebuhr is getting his teeth adjusted, I do believe. <laughs> or was it a, I, was, I, I can't remember, a new nose job at the dermatologist? Or he yeah, had Botox, think, that's what it was, Botox. It, it was Botox. He wanted to fill out his forehead a little bit. More. There you go. <laughs> I thought it was the... Uh, Brazilian butt lift, isn't that what it was? <laughs> oh, hey, hey. hey. We'll uh, stay out of the crotch there. But, hey, uh, <laughs> we are, uh, we, we, we've got a great show for you in the middle of this dead period. Mr. Cole Pinks has been on the road. But before we get to that, we want to thank our sponsor, Miss Jessica Andrus uh, with EXP Realty. Give Jessica Andrus a call if you're looking for a home, if you're looking to buy a home in the Auburn, Opelika area, Lee County, 334-704-4442. As Mr. J has said, she's a five-star realtor. She can do it all residential. If you're looking to buy your forever home or a an investment property, she can do that. Mm-hmm. She's even working on the flip right now. She can do it all, folks. Give her a call, Jessica Andrus with EXP Realty, 334-704-4442, and tell her we sent you. Might, might help you out. Um, all right, Cole, talk to us, big dog. You've been on the road the past couple of weeks, I know, heavily at least. Uh, this week, you went to a couple of in-state schools, a couple of Georgia schools. Talk us talk us through your trips there, Cole, and what yeah, you've learned. I'll, I'll try to just kind of go through the whole trip as I went okay. through it. And I'm, I apologize if y'all hear some dogs in the background right now. Got some hound dogs down there going crazy. They'll, they'll Robert, Robert Baker scenario going here. <laughs> oh, hey, watch your um, hand. <laughs> but the uh, the road trip this week started at Elba High School, which is the home mm. of future five star running back for the twenty twenty five class, Alvin Henderson. Fair. Where I made a really interesting discovery, and you know what? Some people may have known this already, and I asked him that. He said, "You know, I don't really think I've told anybody that." I but, didn't know uh, it. If, if, if you're about to say what I think you're about to say, I didn't know this. Yeah, I, it, it was news to me. So I was, uh, you know, talking to him about 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 the running back class for 2024 because he seemed mm-hmm. really interested in that and how that's going to shake out. He said, "Yeah, I think I think my cousin, you know, might go there. He's he's really considering Auburn." I was like, "Who's your cousin?" He goes, uh, "Jamarion Burnett." Ha! <laughs> that was news to me. Okay. I was like, yeah, I think you're right. I think he's a pretty big Auburn running back target, man. He goes, yeah, yeah, he likes Auburn. I was like, okay, sounds good. And and, and I said, now, if he were to choose Auburn, and it seems like there's a chance, you know, what does it mean for you? He goes, oh, yeah, that'd be, that'd be big, you know. I mean, he said, I love Auburn already, but, I mean, me and him in the backfield together, that's huge, you know. I was like, yeah. Lightning. Yeah. So that was – I thought that was really interesting. And uh, funny story, I'll add this too. So I went to Elba High School. Alvin was not there because he he was getting something checked out. He had, you know, kind of gotten banged up in a basketball game. He's fine. It wasn't anything crazy. So he was getting that checked out, and I was like, well, 
you know, I'll give him a call real quick. And he was cool with that. So called him, went, sat down at Waffle House to write out his story. And a guy next to me goes, hey, you, are you writing about Alvin Henderson? I was like, yeah. He goes, I'm Alvin Henderson. Get out of town. <laughs> Sitting next to me at Waffle House. You had you had to go over to Enterprise if that was the case. I was. I was an Enterprise. I was about to yeah, say, man. you should know the layout. You talked really to him well. on the oh, phone. I, listen, the picture that Chad Simmons took of him sitting in front of that bus stop, I witnessed one of the best fights in my life. I kid oh. you not right there. But back to your story on Alvin, my man. No, so you he, talked to him on the phone. You interviewed him, and you were like, all right, I need to go write the story. You went into Waffle yeah. House to sit down, and he looks over and says, hey, dude, are you writing about Alvin Henderson? And you said, yes. <laughs> as a matter of fact, I am. And that's he said, well, that's, that's me. Like, you know how I had already put his picture on there. I think I wrote his name out, and he was sitting right next to me. I wasn't paying attention. You at the bar or like a booth? or Yeah, at the bar. And, and he was like, hey. Uh. <laughs> I said, oh, man, what's up? What's up? And, he, and I was like, man, I had to sit down and write this out. It was good stuff, man. He goes, yeah, yeah, absolutely. And he talked to me for a minute and, uh, you know, went on my way to Colquitt County. Cool kid, huh? Oh, yeah, he's awesome. He, him and his parents were sitting there. They were – um you know, he went to the doctor, got a little bite to eat, and went back to school. So, cool, mm -hmm. man. Hey, yeah. I tell you what, Alvin Henderson to me. Is, uh, listen, y'all watch film, right? Um, I I cover the recruitments more than watch film. Is this kid as good as I think he is? Yes. I mean, and I think he's like really, really, maybe like the best in-state back we've seen in twenty years. And is that too much? Well. Don't don't take it from us. I mean, take it from us. But he says that Hugh Freeze. Okay, you remember the day he visited Auburn and he called it such a great visit and everything with Cadillac. Well, he dove more into that and he told me, well, the reason it was so awesome is because I mean, he said, he said Hugh Freeze sat down and said, I'm a quarterback guy. You know, my offenses normally revolve around a quarterback. He said, there's been like three or four guys and he named them by name that I've ever said that were running backs could change my offense he said you're one of those guys and and we need to make this happen and he's like that he said that's the best conversation i've had with a coach so far jay head let's think who are top three running backs since cadillac williams in the last 25 years in the state guys i'm thinking tj yeldon yes carry on johnson carry on johnson Uh, Bo Scarborough, probably, who was initially okay. from the state of Alabama. That's sure. probably your top three. Maybe I'm missing out on somebody. I'm not exactly sure. I'm trying to think of all the Auburn backs since Cadillac. Uh, most of them were from Georgia. Kenny Irons, Brad Lester, Trey Mason from Florida. Absolutely. Um, thinking um, – The big uh, back from Prattville. Um, Ken Petway. Ken Petway. Ken Petway. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. I, so <sighs> – it's so hard for me. I'm biased. I mean, I love the kids' game. I, I, I'm on record as saying, realistically, he runs so much like Cadillac. I mean, I just see that. His ability to make that jump cut in the hole, the way he reads it, the physicality with which he runs, and the fact that he's not a huge guy. I mean, Cole, you saw him in person. He's probably, what, 180, 185 right now. Yeah, he is. Probably he's about 180. Yeah, 5'10", 5'11"-ish. So he's yeah. got some room to fill out his frame. And he's competing against lower-level competition, 1-2A predominantly. I think they've had some 3A teams on their schedule, but not the size of the competition of some of these other guys that they're seeing at the 6A, 7A level. But what separates him is his vision, Jay Lee. That's what makes him so special to me is the vision and that quick burst 
and the ability to read the hole and hit it the way you need to. Now, Cole's right. He's not always patient. Sometimes he lets those natural instincts take over a little bit too much, and he's trying to bounce in and hit the home run. But when he stays balanced and he stays within the flow of the offense, the kid really has all the parts that he needs to be one of the better, the upper echelon backs in the SEC and potentially an NFL player. You see that in him right now. How he develops really depends on him and his drive once he gets to the next level. Because, you know, I don't know enough about the kid to say he loves football. And to make it to the NFL, you damn sure better love football because it's a man's game at that point. So, but he's a special back. He's got a lot of he's he's got a lot of natural talent, Jay Lee. There's no question about that. He he does. And, and like he's he's maybe 180 pounds, but I mean you can tell on that frame. He's he's gonna be something. You know, yeah. he's got that look where I've said this a couple of times. He he could be in the twenty three class and be okay. He'd still be a four star guy, I think. I agree. Two years down, right? He's no stranger yeah. to the weight room. No, no, not at all. No, at all. and a, a lot of that's God gifted and natural, my man. Okay, you know what I mean? Like he's it, <clears throat> he, yeah, he's he's in the weight room, but a lot of his gifts and it and, and his size and physique right now, that's God gifted. When he gets put yeah. into a college strength and conditioning program. You're going to see him play north of 205, and he's going to be hard to take down in the open field. I promise you that. What was right. kind of like 5'11", 185 coming out? Probably 5'11", 185, maybe 5'10", you know, 5'11", with cleats on. I I'm think he was 5'11", sure. 204. I don't know why I remember that number. On the roster at Auburn? Now, he was 190 because we were – all right, so I'm the same age as Cadillac, came in the same year. We actually had – I was in one of the similar um, tutoring groups that he was in for history course. Hmm. Um, and he was probably every bit of 190, 195 okay. his freshman year. I suspect he played north of 200, around 205, maybe even 210, pushing it by his senior year. That, that was but, the year I was covering him, him and Ronnie and Trey. Yeah. Now, Ronnie is much more like our main man. He was man a 225. Yeah. Uh, he was a 225. He's a fat Burnett type, 6'1", every bit of 225, 230, but yeah. had the speed. I don't know that Burnett has the same speed or top-end speed as uh, as Ronnie Brown had. But then again, that's not necessarily fair. I haven't seen as much of him as I've seen of Ronnie Brown to be able to make that assessment. And I didn't see Ronnie in high school. You know what I mean? I you know, What I'm seeing of him is, is a college product. So, Fat Burnett, the 2024 kid who Cole says is the – cousin of alvin henderson mm -hmm. how good is he he okay i think I, I don't think this was my idea i'm i'm positive somebody used this comparison on the message board and i don't remember who it was but do you remember javon robinson that played for auburn loved javon. absolutely you know got in some trouble or whatever didn't finish yeah. out but when you the heart could see how good he was when he was no. getting to play georgia and, military yeah yeah, yeah. georgia military I think he went JUCO. Was that the JUCO? That's the JUCO. That was right? the so he was yeah. actually committed to Auburn. Had some academic hurdles uh, coming out of Memphis. Went to junior college and then yeah. recommitted to Auburn. I went to Georgia Military and watched him play. Right, he was okay. a beast that year, Jay Lee. Man, you were going, man. This dude's like, and and he was good really at good. Auburn. He was good at Auburn for those few games that he played. I mean, he was starting to kind of assert himself as the top guy there that year when they had, uh, I think it was Barber and. Couple other guys in the mix. Maybe Carry on was Carry on on that team. He, he was a freshman, I believe. Okay, 
Yeah, but, but that anyway, takes, yeah. Okay, so Javon Fat. Yeah, that was a good comparison to me because when you look at uh, Burnett, he's kind of he's big and he's thick, but he's kind of tall at the same time. He's about six foot six one, so he's just big all the way around. And to me, that's what Robinson was, but he was kind of agile too. And and, mm-hmm. and Burnett is agile. I wouldn't say he's, um, you know, uh, Jarquez Hunter, but he's agile enough for a big guy to make somebody miss, and and that just adds because he's got the power to run over him too. And that's just he's a really good versatile back, but also big, and that's important. It's a big deal. I think Cole. Javon Robinson's a great comp. Okay, all right, I'll take it, man. Cole uh, went to Elba. Uh, then you made your way up to Tuskegee, maybe? No, next I went to Colquitt County. Oh, okay. I just I why do I across. always think of Rush Prost when I hear that? I know he, I don't know it's why. state championships there. That's okay. one. All right. I, I always think of, of Granger Shook. I'll give him a shout out. He was my position coach in college, and then I ended up coaching with him at Prattville High School. Now he's the head coach at Trinity in Montgomery. Oh, mm-hmm. he's got a 2026 running back that Auburn's offered. But anyway. Um, he was at Colquitt County, and uh, that was my next stop. Two guys there, Nycar, yep. Landon Thomas, yep, both committed to Georgia. Um, package deal? I don't think so. Okay, they about it, but they're like, eh, you know, whatever, whatever that happens, that happens. Yeah, sure. Uh, Nycar is more of a slot guy. I think he's kind of a little bit of everything. I think really, he's, I think he's a slot guy for the most part, but I don't think he's limited. Maybe like Mario Craver is limited to the slot. I don't think okay. this guy is limited. I think he can do a lot of things. Okay. okay. He's pretty but dynamic. 5'10 guy, though. Uh, Yeah, 5'10", 5'11". Javaris Johnson? No, he's a little bit he's, – he's more like uh, – let me think about it for a second. Maybe Omari Kelly-ish. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Just that's the first name that comes to mind, and I'll try to think of another receiver that's played at Auburn that would make more sense, but uh, similar maybe skill set to him. Not right your now. six three X, right? And not your five nine five ten prototypical yeah. slot. I was I thinking Eli Stove, kind of in that. Mold. I thought about Eli Stove, but the last time I compared somebody to Eli Stove, I just boy nobody's let me live that down. So I I let that name float away from my mind when it hit my mind a second ago. <laughs> Well, his frame is what reminds me of Eli. Where yes, Eli may yeah. have been best utilized in the slot, he was able to play outside at the Z for us and do so at a high level. Um, right, and I right. see a similar, like you said, between five ten and six foot, somewhere in that range, contingent on where he come measures in with cleats. Yeah, but a very versatile athlete. You're right, Cole. I mean, you're talking about somebody that can take uh, carries for the, carries in the backfield. You can do all your jet sweep action, orbit action with him. Right. Um, and then dynamic down the field where he's kind of like a DeMario Douglas in the open field who's a wide receiver that Hugh Freeze used a lot at Liberty. I think he's going to be hell on wheels in the slot, especially when you get him in space. Yeah. But a guy you can do a lot with for sure. Yeah, he's he's good. He's wanted by everybody. Obviously, Georgia got him. He's no slouch if Georgia wants him, if Auburn wants him. Sure. Sure. Early, too. Um, they were ready to yeah. take him early. Yeah, and you know what? I think he's open to Auburn. I think he's open to other schools. He said his quote was um sorry, dogs again. I don't know if y'all hear that, but well, we're talking uh, about his, <laughs> Yeah, his quote was, you know, Auburn sort of at the bottom of my top 6. Uh maybe number 6, maybe number 5. Uh but 
I got the feeling that they were on the rise, probably. Mm-hmm. Auburn was. And I'm not the only one that thought that. So I thought that was interesting with him. But Landon Thomas, that one's going to be tough. I'll just go ahead and be honest about that. Now, okay. he was called out by Walker White. And, and interestingly, while I'm there, like maybe an hour before I arrived there, he had gotten a text from Walker White, Landon Thomas, that said, hey, man, you know, uh, I, I put the whole text in there. He, he wanted me to. So, uh, you know, need you to uh, need a big guy like you who can block and, and catch and uh, come be a Tiger with me or something of that nature. So he's recruiting him. You know, he named him that day that he committed. And um, I, I don't know. It's going to be tough, but he's he's listening too. And, and him and Nykar are going to probably visit together soon. So. Okay. And, and if I'm not mistaken, Nykar was at the big junior day. I remember him being there. Yeah, he was. Landon Thomas. He was supposed to be there. Was supposed to be. Didn't make it. Okay. Uh, so you went to Elba. You went to Colquitt County. Made your way up to Lee County or Sly County. Yeah, next was Lee County. Um, that's Devin Collier. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Is his name. Now, Collier, I think he's – I think it's still in the early stages with him. I don't think there's a major push or anything. Now, with the guys I talked about before, even Alvin Henderson, who's 2025, Burnett, uh, Carr, Thomas, they're all – they want those guys in the class now. Uh, Collier is a guy that they want to see him again in person, or at least everybody wants to see him in person before there's this major push being made for him. Also, you have two guys in the secondary, uh, Amon Lane, Jaden Lewis. You got those guys. So no major rush with this guy, but Weston McGriff likes him a lot. Uh, they've, they talk, you know, sort of daily, almost daily. And, and Collier really likes him. And he went as far to say Auburn's on top. You know, with all the schools that have offered me, said so there's other schools talking to me. I think they might, they might offer soon. But Auburn's really that top school. So, who are some of his other offers? Uh, SEC. SEC. Yeah, he's got three SEC: uh, Vandy, Ole Miss, Arkansas. Okay, so he's uh, he's sort of moving up a little bit, and he's an every tier guy. two kid right now. Probably, that doesn't mean he's not going to be right higher. Just as of today. Right now, probably he's a getting, tier some, two guy. getting some looks. I mean, everybody's kind of looking. Some schools like him at running back. Some like him at receiver. Some like him as a kick return specialist. I mean, he's he can do a lot of things. I like him. I like okay. him a lot. And they also have a 2025 running back there, which that's where it gets interesting for me because obviously in 2025, you got two guys right there. You got Alvin Henderson and Anthony Turbo Rogers at Pike Road. Oh yeah, it's mm-hmm. like, do you go outside of that? I mean, do you even? May, you may have to at some point, but do you? You know, this guy uh, Uzman Chroma is his name. Twenty twenty five running back. He's like six one, six two, two hundred and ten pounds already. Mm. Big time player. Talk to him too. I'll have a story on him later. But Auburn is talking to him as well. Let's see, uh, Lee County to Sly County. Spell that. <laughs> H, no, S C H L E Y, and it's called what? Sly County. Sly that's how like that's that's how they say. It. I'm just going by. I call it like Slay or Slay. Yeah, for sure. And they're like, no, it's, it's Sly, Sly County. I was like, okay, all right, gotcha. Sly right. County High School. That is the home of uh, Zakevis Walker, by the way. Yes. Mm-hmm. It's two little brothers, are they? Yeah. Jalewis Solomon's a four-star DB for the 2024 class. 
Zayden Walker, I mean, another possible future five star, and that's his. That's they're both his little brothers. They just have different last names, but they're both they're all related. They're all brothers. Okay. Um, wasn't actually able to talk to them. They were taking a standardized test, so okay. they couldn't get out of it. But I, I'm I'm fixing to catch up with them. What I learned about those guys is that they are high on Auburn. They're expected to be back at Auburn really soon, and. Auburn's getting some help from Zykevis on those on those guys. And, and a lot of the reason is because Zykevis went to the portal. He came back because of Hugh Freeze, I'm told. Because He's been recruited Auburn. by him, too. Right. He has been recruited by him. And and, and he responded really well to that. And, and both of his little brothers sort of took took notice of that. Are they, they, are they the same class? No. Zayden is 2025. Zayden is 25. Solomon is 24. 24. What, what position is he? Solomon's a DB. Okay. Uh, Zayden is an edge. Okay. Or anything else. Is he kind of in the mold of his brother, Zeke? I asked about that, you know, because Zeke, he's gotten kind of big while he's been in college. Sure. I think he's close to 300, right? Or at Dang, 300. Yeah. Over 300. Over. Yeah, he's over. When he was being recruited, what, it was 265, 270, some, somewhere in that range. Well – Zayden is, I don't know, 235, 240, but he's like 6'5". So, he's he's got a little bit more maybe length. He could fill out to be as big as Zykevis, but they think he's going to kind of settle around 260, 265 and be that prototypical NFL-like edge. They think that's his ceiling over there at Sly County. Okay. Sly County. Yes, and then on the way home, uh, went to see old, old Joe Phillips over there at Booker oh, T. Oh, JP. Yeah, man. Boy, I enjoyed that. And Elijah Hall. Don't forget about Elijah Hall. Yeah. That's I knew there was another there. one there. He's he's a um, sort of an everything guy, too. He plays quarterback there. And I, I was there last year. I went to Booker T. Washington to their stadium to watch them play Catholic. And to be completely honest, the only reason I did that is because – I just decided to go see Catholic that night. I didn't really know about Joseph Phillips that much. I didn't really know about Elijah Hall that much. And the previous times that I'd watched Catholic play, they completely beat people 60 to nothing, whatever. This game was tied at halftime. And I was surprised. And he holds Cobb in check? Yeah, I mean, not really. Yeah. But, you know, nobody really did that. <laughs> but uh, it was it was really Elijah Hall that was the one – I mean, he was unstoppable, just like Cobb was. It was a it was a battle back and forth. It was a high scoring game at halftime, but it was tied. Joseph Phillips played mostly receiver in that game. Yeah, I was going to say he's a he's a really dynamic athlete, Cole. He is. He's a good receiver too. I, I didn't realize how how tall Joseph was. I, that was the first time I've seen him in person. We've talked a lot, but he's probably six four. I'd say he's close to six four. And he's got Joseph the, Phillips. Yeah, he's got the ideal frame too. Damn. Now I'm not always the best guy to take that from. I'm, you know, not a very tall person myself. You, you look up to a lot of people. But I had seen a bunch of prospects on the way to him, and I was, and I sure. thought he was probably the tallest guy I saw this weekend. So that was I, I wasn't expecting that. I thought he was more like six two. I'd be interested to see what his measurements were coming out of Auburn's junior day. I've told he's a legitimate 6'3", 6'4", Cole. That's what I've asked around. 
that's what I've heard back is that he's a legitimate 6'3", 6'4", every Man. bit of 230 right now. Boy, that's what you want, isn't it? Yeah. On an outside linebacker slash edge target, absolutely it, it is. Yeah. Okay, is so is he, the, is he a jack? Yeah. He, All the way. Okay. Edge, jack, whatever you want to call it. Right. Um, now that I know what a jack is, I'm going to start using that term. There yeah. you go. Yeah. A lot of intel from him. And, and you know, when a guy kind of opens up to you, at least in my case, I'm like, you know, if there's ever anything you say to me and you want to keep that confidential, let me know. And he's like, nah, man, I mean, you know, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, okay, well, he, he said he's ready to commit in March, at the end of March, um, to a school. He's not telling me that school. He said he's really not 100% sure. He thinks he has an idea, but – He's going. He's going on what he's calling a tour, where he's going to go see several schools: mm-hmm. Texas A&M, Georgia, Alabama. Again, he's already been there. He's been to Florida, but these are the schools coming after him really hard right now. It's not just Auburn; it's all of these schools, and even the coach. He showed me all the different coaches coming in, and it's just just a, it's just all over the place for him right now. But he gives the edge to Auburn on who's pushing the hardest. Okay. He said they are really – he said every time I feel like somebody else has the edge, they just step it up a notch. Josh Aldridge, Cadillac Williams, uh, Hugh Freeze, Josh Lynham, you know, all of these guys are all in on, on, on me. He said I love it. Again, he used the same reference. He's like it's like having a girlfriend that, that really shows you love. It's like you, it makes you want her more. <laughs> makes you want to be in there. Oh, sure. Hey, makes sense. Uh. So, hey, before we move on to our top five wants, Cole, we talked a little bit about Fat Burnett earlier, right. cousin mm-hmm. of Alvin Henderson. He's hinted – of course, he's been hinting since, I think, January that a commitment was coming soon or is coming soon. Uh, I think last week before I left uh, for vacation, I had seen that he or, – or maybe we were told behind – was that public or did we just kind of get told that keep her keep – your, Keep your ears open. Yeah, that was, that was what was told in private. Okay, okay, okay. Where do we think that stands now, Cole? Catch me up. Where do you think Fat Burnett stands as far as timeline goes? If you if you if you don't know, that's cool too. I don't think it goes as far as the summer. That's oh okay. He, he, he I think he told you, didn't you interview him at Junior Day? Yeah, and I forgot. Yeah, I think because I went back and read your story. I think he said he'd have a summer commitment. Okay, Basically, and then yeah, the the latest that I've heard is that it could happen way sooner than that, and you know maybe March something of mm-hmm. that nature okay so that's that's the latest that i know cole do we have and jay had you you follow this closer than i do as far as uh, outside sources and stuff but do you think auburn gets a commitment during the dead period or do you think march is probably the earliest of the next edition 2024 class i think march okay personally. i agree cole i think march april ish now I think you have the opportunity to get two, three, maybe even four during those months. I think when you start to get kids back on campus in March for a practice and they get the opportunity to be around this coaching staff and spend a full day with them and get some more of that one-on-one attention we've talked about, like obviously they had a huge showing at junior day. But now you get an opportunity to come back and sit in a meeting, be with those coaches, hear their actual individual pitch, you know, if you're an outside edge linebacker, not only do you get time with Josh Aldridge, but maybe also Jeremy Garrett. So you get a variety of coaches that are going to be networking, recruiting you. I think there's a possibility 
that you're walking away with three to four guys in the months of March and April, setting yourself up to be around that seven, eight commitments going into the May evaluation period, followed into the summer OV period. So I think you could be sitting really pretty moving into that very critical, those critical summer months where we know the official visit wagon is coming and coming quick. Those now, official visits in the summer. I'll be curious to see how many commitments Auburn has at the end of August. Yeah, I, I couldn't jump on board with you last year, Jay Head, and you did turn out to be right. <laughs> I'm, I'm on, I, I'm with you on this. I think that yeah. could happen too. Now I've got two predictions in. You know, on, on, I, I went ahead and stuck my neck out there on those two, that uh, which was Jamarian Burnett and Joseph Phillips. I, I just have a feeling that those guys, from what I've learned from other people, not just them, and from talking to them, and and just my gut feeling, I feel like sure. that Auburn's in place with those guys. I do. Absolutely the team to beat. Seems like it. Now I think that's uh, fair. I think that's safe. I, I you know I don't think I don't think you could find anybody to argue with you, Cole, whether it be a recruiting guy from Alabama or Georgia or anywhere else. Right. And and that's where it sits today and, and that can always change, but sure. if it changes with anybody, I, I'm just watching Joseph Phillips really close yeah. because I know how hard these other schools are are wanting him, and and you know when Alabama's involved, it's tough. Even when Georgia's involved, uh, I mean they are Texas A and M. It's just such a there's so many uh, big schools that want him, but it just lines up well for Auburn because of where he is and and his you know his his love for Auburn and, and the coaching staff. That's why I went ahead and, and said, yeah, I, I, I'm confident Auburn could do this. Two things here, Cole, and I think you're spot on. One, you're right to be concerned about Joseph Phillips, and only from the standpoint of recruiting is so new to him. He didn't pop on the scene until last year, right? And his first offer came from Auburn with Cadillac Williams. I think I think Cadillac was at the same game you were at and decided, hey, who is this guy on the field? Yeah. Let's extend yeah. him an offer. Was really blown away by the athleticism that he displayed in that game against Catholic. <clears throat> Everybody else has started to recruit him now. And when he takes this tour that he's going to take, does he see something that changes his mind? Does he want to slow it down to a degree? I still think Auburn's going to be in the best position regardless. But does he move away from that March commitment date? Or does he honor that and stay true to, hey, I love Auburn regardless. This is where I'm going to go. Or whatever the school is at the top. You know what I mean? Auburn's obviously giving him the most attention. Right. But – Who's the top school? We don't know just yet. We think it's Auburn, but we don't know that to be fact. So how do those visits go? Does that change his perception of anything? When you have a guy that's as fresh in his recruitment as Joseph Phillips says, those are the things you worry about. With Fat Burnett, he's been on the scene. People have known who he was since his 10th grade year, and so the recruiting process isn't new to him. Taking the combination that Carnell Williams is his lead recruiter, and Carnell's track record is solid. When he's locked into a guy. He's locked in, and he has won more often times than not. So I mm. automatically default and like that matchup of Carnell Williams versus whoever the other running back coach or area recruiter is in the matchup. And if Auburn continues to prioritize him, I agree, Cole. I think he's going to pop much earlier than this summer. I think you're talking possibly March after you get him back on campus for a visit. I, could, I think you could see a tweet come out from him saying, hey, announcement coming soon. I think it's sure. that close, in my honest opinion. Sure. And I, and I think the intel that I gathered here recently was that maybe for a minute there, Auburn was not pushing that hard. Uh, mm-hmm. when he, this has been since Hugh Freeze, since Cadillac, you know, had took had taken over that interim job. 
just because there are guys like Daniel Hill, there are other guys out there, and, and yeah. they wanted to make sure they do their due diligence to say, is this our best option? I know he's right there, you know, in Andalusia, in the state and all that, but we want to make sure we have the right option. I think they circled around and said, yeah, I think he is. Mm-hmm. And they're planning on taking two. I so if you can get a kid of his caliber locked in early, by all means, man. You know what I mean? You're not jeopardizing anybody else by going ahead and putting this kid in the boat. Sure. Hey, Cole, real quick on running back, because you probably know this as well. Um, who are some other – you get Fat Burnett. If you get Fat Burnett, who are some other guys for that second running back spot? Well, uh, Daniel Hill, who we talked about. There you go. Getting both of those guys, though, I, I'll just be honest. I don't see it happening. Okay. I think that's going to be Daniel Hill being from Mississippi. Uh, he's got everybody. He was the one program. at Junior Day. No, he. I don't he, think he. No, was. he has. He's not. That's um. Oh, you're thinking of Kanan Daniels. That's what I'm thinking of. There you go. I think he's maybe a little lower. Kanan Daniels is. Um, but he's a possibility. Chris Davis is a guy from Mississippi who's gotten some traction. Uh, good name, obviously, for Auburn. <laughs> The Riley uh, kid from Tuscaloosa. Yeah, Kevin Riley. Again, that one's going to be tough, man, because Alabama really wants him, and he's yeah. right there. Um, who's the other guy I was thinking of? Oh, I wouldn't completely rule out Elijah Hall, and he doesn't have an offer yet, and he may never get offered, okay? But I know that Cadillac Williams is the one that talks to him a lot, and that could mean – and since he's such an athlete on the offensive side, if you get a guy like Burnett who can sort of be the featured back – and then you got Henderson and Rodgers in the next class who you starting to feel pretty decent about, at least getting one of those guys. Do you take a guy that's maybe a little lower down the line and, and take a chance on a guy like Elijah Hall? Possible. Or Brandon Hood, who's another Brandon guy. Hood. Oh, yeah. There you go. Very, you know, they, had him. they had him on campus for junior day. You Listen, as far as he's a little bit on the smaller side, but he's got a frame where he can fill out. I think he's playing at, what, about 185 pounds right now, Cole? Maybe you know a little what? bit heavier than that. You know what, Jayhead? And, and Brandon, man, I love that guy. I love Colton and Brandon. Mm-hmm. And when Doing some road trips last year, I went to Eagles Landing High School twice and uh, talked to both of those guys both times, Colton and Brandon. Brandon was kind of small, if I'm being honest. Mm-hmm. I was sort of surprised that he was as big of a recruit as he was. And, you know, I, I wouldn't say that behind his back. I'd tell him to his face, you know, he's a little bit smaller guy. He's fast. Sure. Yeah. He runs He runs 100 meter extremely fast. And I knew that was why. But when he showed up for junior day, yeah. it took me a second. I said, Brandon, what's, what you been doing, man? You been in the weight room <laughs> or something? He's like, yeah, you know, I, I, I was like, okay, now, now you look like a four star running back. That's, that's Top what 100 overall. I, yeah. I don't know if he'll stay there after the next updates, but. Well, right. It's speed, right? He's just got that speed, and and I think he's not as polished anywhere else. He's got the tools, and he's starting to you know grow into his body and and sort of mature in that way. So they're watching him. That's, that was a good call, Jayhead. I had forgotten about Brandon for a second, but they are definitely watching him. He's okay. a multi-tool back. He's a guy they've used. Eagles Landing has utilized him at receiver. They've used him at running back. Um, they do a lot of different things. He's played defensive back. He's played a lot of different positions and hasn't really locked into any one thing just yet. I think when he gets to college and has the, has the ability to just refine his skills at one position, he's really going to kind of take off. 
But you're right, Cole. It, it's the speed with him. It's the ability to hit the home run from any mm. spot on the field, which is why you want him. And speeds that's something you can't teach, right? That's something you can't – either you're fast or you're not. Right. And this kid is – I mean, he's legitimately – he's 10-7 in the 100 meter as a running back. Yeah. That is literally moving. That's probably 4-4 four, four straight up on yeah. a hand-time 40. Right. He he and um, Fulton. Sorry to interrupt, but they're just – No, go ahead. They're just uh, natural athletes, both of yeah. them. Super, you know, they got that – they just have that high ability and it's not anything you can you can coach, like you said. Right. He he has those natural metrics that you're looking for. Look, when you're looking at kids that aren't necessarily as highly ranked, it's do they have those pro skills that are transferable? And speed is one of those skills that you always want to take at each and every position if you possibly can. So I think Brandon's one of those kind of kids. You're going to double back on him in April and May when the eval period comes. You're going to see, okay, how's his frame developed? Is he a little bit more patient when he hits the hole? Who else is on the board? You know, all those other factors that come into a recruitment, but he's a kid that's going to be around for sure because of his ties to Auburn and because yep. of his skill set. Yep. And uh, hey, well, uh, let's get to um, top five wants. Cole, what was your? What, how did you poll the question? Uh, let me go back to it real quick so I can be sure. Somebody asked Cole on uh, the corner Auburn Live on three message board and brings us to if you're not a member of Auburn Live on three, go give us a try, man. Now's a great time to get signed up. We've got a special going on. Uh, I think it's under 30 bucks for an entire year or close to it, 10 months, something like that. Uh, go give us a try. Also, man, if you're not subscribed to our YouTube channel, man, hit that like button, that subscribe button. It helps us out. I don't know how, but it does. Uh, and you'll get all the content <laughs> we put up all throughout the week. We will be returning to our regularly programming schedule next week. Um, so I think it was more or less yeah, top it's five. Five guys who you – you important guys for the class, the guys that you want, but let's keep it realistic. Obviously, they're not getting the top five guys in the country. Sure. Yep. Based on the guys that you know are top targets right now, who, who are and somewhat obtainable at least, who are your mm -hmm. top five wants? So, I, I'll tell you who mine were. Mine were Joseph, and this is no order. Okay. Uh, Joseph Phillips. Mm-hmm. Edge Jack, linebacker from uh, Tuskegee. I had DJ Barber in there, who's the inside backer from Clay Chopville. I, I think this has got to be a big linebacker class altogether. Okay. Mm-hmm. Perry Thompson, and I don't think – of the 40 or so people that commented, I don't think he was left out by anybody. Perry Thompson, he's an Alabama commit, wide receiver from Foley. Yeah. <laughs> by me, he was left out. Anyway, go ahead. Oh, you left him out, Jayhead. Man. Yeah. How did I miss that? Okay. He was he was consensus besides Jayhead. How about that? <laughs> Jeremiah Beeman, uh, Parker High School, uh, defensive lineman, versatile guy. And then Nikar, receiver from Colquitt County, who was committed to Georgia. Those are my five. And one, two, three, four in-state guys. Mm -hmm. To me, mm -hmm. that's important. I feel like that is number one right now. Absolutely. Uh, J-Head, why uh, – let me get your five. And then and then a uh, little explanation on leaving the Beeman out. Okay. No, Beeman's in. Okay. Perry, Perry Thompson's not. Oh, okay. Um, in fact, Jeremiah Beeman, look, it's a big man league. 
you need difference makers at the line of scrimmage. Jeremiah Beeman is a difference maker. He's the number one player on my board that I want. That's a realistic get for Auburn. Number two, Daniel Hill. I think he is an absolute freak show at running back. He's got the ability to do so many different things. I mean, when you put on his highlight clips, he goes from hitting the home run to pounding out a 10-yard, you know what I mean, it just grinding out a tough 10-yard gain. And then he's running down the field catching fade patterns and back shoulder balls, playing yep. linebacker. I mean, he yep. is just an unreal athlete that yeah, I think when freak. he gets yeah into a college strength and conditioning program and in a position group or a position room where he can really thrive and work in that one position, you're talking about an NFL-type player. Like, I, I think he – whoever lands him, if it's Auburn, great. But wherever that kid goes, you know what I mean? I'm going to be a fan because I just think he's got that kind of ability. Deuce McAllister is who I would comp him to, if I'm being completely honest. He's got that kind of upside. Ace, Deuce, and plenty of use. You got it, brother. <laughs> <laughs> Number three on my list, a name that everybody should know. He's going to blow up, TJ Moore. Six Tampa four, it's good. Tampa pick. Catholic, six four, maybe pushing six five at this point. All the big boys are in on him. Auburn was the first big offer, but since then, Alabama, Georgia, Ohio State, Ohio State does not miss on wide receiver prospects, guys, and they are pushing for him. Okay, love the matchup, but he's got a lot of Laquan Treadwell to his game. That big physical mm. X receiver that can go get it. Um, I think he's also got some speed on the outside, probably about a four-five, maybe four-six guy. But the ability to go up and make play it plays in phase, and he can get vertical in the red zone. But he's it, Cameron Brown is probably the only receiver we've got, minus maybe the transfer we brought in that can really do that for us this year. We need some big bodies on the perimeter. I mean, absolutely need some big bodies. And to me, he's a difference maker. The next two are outside pass rushers, which. Mm. I mean, if you're paying attention to the recruiting right now, our recruiting rooms right now, you need an outside linebacker in this class right now just to fill the room out. I think you've only got three to four guys that are really capable of playing that jack position. And that possibly you're – well, you're losing McAllister. You may lose another one. Who knows, given attrition. But I've got Jordan Ross, jack linebacker slash edge target from the State yeah. of the Hills, and then Joseph Phillips, outside yeah. linebacker from Tuskegee. Both of those guys are absolutely going to be pass rushers at the next level. They're guys that can create negative plays. They're difference makers. Um, in the in the way the game is played today, you cannot have enough pass rushers that you're putting on the field at one time. Um, and then as a bonus candidate, I've got four-star top ten player in the state of Georgia, Jalen Crawford, cornerback. I think Zach Etheridge can win that matchup. I know that people tend to favor LSU. I like Zach in this matchup, guys. I, I really, really do. And I think there's I think him and McGriff are starting to hone in on this kid. Okay. Good, good stuff there. I've got uh <coughs> excuse me. I've got Jeremiah Beeman and Joseph Phillips. Yep. I gotta have some defensive line on the offensive line. Chase Malamala. I like it. Interesting. You gotta have I had to have an offensive lineman in there and just going through there, some of the realistic guys. I know John Wayne Oliver is another guy. Uh, mm-hmm. But I, I had to have an O lineman in my in my list, uh, Cam Coleman. Oh yeah, Cam Coleman's a great pick. Didn't see him as much on there just because Perry Thompson maybe stole a little limelight there. But yeah, I, I had both of those guys on there. I had to choose one. Um, I and and, and also, I 
just from per- the perception his offer list, Jeffrey Rush from Mississippi. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Jeffrey Rush, a big edge guy. Um, so let's see. Jeremiah Beeman, Joseph Phillips, Cam Coleman, Chase Malamala, Jeff Rush, and a couple of other names. Uh, and I don't know how good he is. I just know um, a lot of people want him. Xavier Hamilton. Mm-hmm. And I think Auburn's got a really good shot with him. I don't know how, again, I don't know how good he is. Um, Martavius Collins. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Athlete big, from Rome. Big. I think, uh, but yeah, I think, give me the two defensive linemen, Jeremiah Beam and Joseph Phillips. Damn good defensive line start there. Cam Coleman, um, offensive tackle, man. And it could be John Wayne Oliver. It could be whoever. But I think uh, Chase Malamala was up for, was he a Sunday visitor that weekend, Cole? Uh, was no, he, there? he was there. I talked to him. Day. I talked to him and his parents for a while that day. So was was he was he six eight? He's up there. He, his dad, man, his dad's like six eight. I know that. Okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah. That that that's those guys, and I think we had a lot of different names in there. Probably build mm-hmm. a top ten out of that, that list. Uh, you, you know what's interesting? It, it occurred to me while we were doing this. Uh, I'm not necessarily comparing to the other staff, just to other staffs in general. What I think this staff understands pretty well from my observation is, hey, we have a chance with Joseph Phillips. We have a chance with DJ Barber. We have a chance with Perry Thompson. Before we start moving on to other things, let's go ahead and lock that down. Yeah. Hey, you know, maybe the board looks a little smaller than it did last year, but that's because they said, all right, we're not moving on from this until we get this done. You know, that that's what it feels like. Or until he says, no, I'm not coming. Right. That's what it, it occurred to me as we're talking, because we all have similar names, mm-hmm. and it seems like they've honed in on those names. And then outside of that, we kind of struggle to come up with new names. I think there are more names, but it's like, hey, you know, we'll get back to you in a minute. This guy, we got shot right here. You know, we got shot with Joseph Phillips. Got a shot with these guys. Jeffrey, in yeah. your – you've been on the beat, what, 20-plus years now? 23, uh, 20, yeah, around that. Around that. Would you say that the ability to peg recruitments and read the room as to what prospects are actually interested in you so that you're not wasting your time is probably the most unsung, really good characteristic of a coaching staff? Hell yes. Yes. And, and listen and- – I'm not saying I'm any better, but maybe sometimes we I get more of an objective view from the recruit as, you know, the coach, they're going to tell the Auburn coaches what the Auburn coaches want to hear. Most recruits are uh, until it's right. time to make a decision. And then they say, hey, appreciate you, big dog, but I'm going here. So mm-hmm. I get more of an objective view and Cole learning this too, that I'm going, dude, you're spinning your freaking tires, man. <laughs> like, I, 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 I listen, I promise you he's not coming here. Right. Yeah, like it's it's time to give that one up. I think maybe go on to things that are more realistic, right? Which is why I, I use the word realistic when I put that question out because to me, yeah. that's the theme of this staff. They go and it's not it's not like, oh yes. well, you know, we're not good enough to get that guy. No, I mean there's some they're going to get they're going toe to toe with Alabama and Georgia with all these guys. It, most of them, a good percentage of them, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, it's no, not they're, like they're, they're settling. It's, hey, uh, maybe Alabama's pulling ahead. It's time that we even that back up and put all of our attention into this while there may be other guys we could fill out the board with. Eh, yeah, we'll, we'll get to that. 
we're honing in right now. And they're, it feels to me like they're investing their time with kids they legitimately have a shot at. They're not shooting their shot at, you know what I mean, a kid that's never really going to consider Auburn. They are actually putting time and investing that time in kids that are actually interested in Auburn. And maybe that's a byproduct of a new staff. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's a byproduct of the NIL cap- potential that Auburn has. Whatever the situation is, um, this staff is really, to me, and that's what I was kind of getting from Jeffrey, is I, I feel like some of our previous staffs, they have wasted time on kids that they could have better invested in other places. And, and then you come back, and the kid's like, no, dude, where you been? Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we – yeah. That's not, that's not a good It's strategy. like, you, you, you know, you're shooting for the moon here, dude, and you can't even grab a star on your way back because you have ignored and um, – it's it's not moving on. Uh, it's it's just reading the room. Yeah, yeah. reading, the, reading room. the room. And uh, there have been staffs that were better at that than others. I will say that, in my opinion. Well, I mean, this is you know, it's just people skills. You understand yeah. how people respond to what you're saying, and um, I don't think Hugh Freeze is cocky so much, but. Or arrogant, maybe that's the better word. But maybe there is some confidence or cockiness there, where every time he gets a recruit in there, he goes, "I beat Nick Saban." You, you know? got to have a little swag, big dog. You got to have yes. a little. Bit swag. I think it was Keith who said, "You know, why not?" He made a great point on our last show. I, uh, unfortunately, he's not here today, but he said, uh, "You know, the the lecture when you're in college, you hear the opening statement and the last one. Everything yeah. in between doesn't matter. So why not start with a bang?" Hey. This is why you're here. You know, I'll say some other things and, and you'll get half of it, but you're going to know that before you walk out of here. I love that. You're going to remember this. Sure. Oh, man. Hey, good stuff, Cole. Hey, you're doing a fantastic job, man. Loving this stuff. Loving all yeah. the content, dude. Working your ass off. Damn sure. I'm, I'm sure our subscribers appreciate it. I know I do. I, I didn't have to do much to get caught back up than reading your stuff. Um, how, any how about you this week? Oh, yeah. Two. Okay. I have five. You go Look ahead. Out. Whoa. I hear you, Cole. All right, I'll start this off. So I'm going to go with y'all tripping. And his quote was on the top five, Miller Lite, Alec Jackson, Port Rounds, Dwight Yoakam, and Beef Brisket. Those were his top five, baby. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's a good top five. I I concur. I might have put some, uh, some pork ribs in there as opposed to the brisket. but Sure. I hear you, man. Depending on how you smoke it, can't that, go wrong with brisket. You know, that part's interchangeable, I think. There you go. There you go. Um, my other one is Kimasabi. It dropped some really interesting uh, nuggets with regard to, you know, it, I don't know that anybody knows or has paid attention, but Kimasabi was on the off-the-field staff for Lane Kiffin at FAU. And occasionally he'll drop a nugget of information about what it was like on that staff and kind of the mix of the browse system and what Lane Kiffin's currently doing. And he intertwined that with some of my thoughts and concepts on how Hugh Freeze and our new offensive coordinator, Philip Montgomery, might integrate some of his offense with the other offense and potentially the run game. So that Baylor run and shoot, or excuse me, that Baylor veer and shoot offense compared to the three surface concepts by Hugh Freeze and how that would look. So I thought it was a really good post by Kimasaki. Yeah, very good. Yeah, he's a great poster, man. One of my he favorites. Okay, he, he, keeps it, he keeps it real. I like him. Oh, no doubt. <laughs> Cole, what you got, big dog? All right. Uh, Gump Tiger. 
Oh yeah. Mm. He gave me a he gave me a Diamond Rio reference and I appreciated it. Diamond Rio. <laughs> That's a blast from the past, dude. They were yeah. like a two hit one or two two year wonder back in the nineties. Man, I know this because I'm, I went to several of their concerts. I, I hear you. you know, they were actually maybe just a touch before my time. Yeah, and they, they had were to really be. into it. But I'm such a huge Diamond Rio fan. Old country, I'm all about it. But he old country I, from the nineties. Well, I posted <laughs> Jeff, I'm feeling old now for sure. Classic country, I should say. It's become there you classic. go. Um, no, I had Diamond Rio playing in the background. I posted that video on Twitter, and he he said, "Let's meet in the middle for that for that state." <laughs> I said, "That's pretty good." We meet uh, in the middle. <laughs> yes, yes. And then uh, first string gave me a shout out to Dad, and I appreciate that. Really appreciate that. So he gets one rainmaker. He posted. a his tomahawk steaks that he and his wife were going to have. He was grilling them and he posted a picture of it. It was awesome. Uh, and then Auburn 5710 and AU 1057. And they know why. AU 1057 and Auburn 5710. No, no, no. Who was the first one? Auburn 5710 and then AU 1057. 5710. Oh, okay. They brothers? Not, not related in any way at all. Oh, um, hey, by the way, speaking of, I, I, listen, I was not aware of Tomahawk Steaks, but when I was in Mexico, Jessica and I were in Mexico, and my sister and her husband, we ordered a 44-ounce Tomahawk Steak. Mm. And I'm like, God dang, you know, I can eat a, you know, eight eight-ounce filet or something like that, a ribeye or something. And I'm going, there's four of us. We've got, you know, almost 12 ounces of each. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And they came, brought that thing to us, and don't get me wrong, it was good. But I ate damn near the whole thing. <laughs> Here's the catch, dude. I had to, I had the meat sweats, as my sister. Oh. 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 I want to apologize to Jessica for the rest of the night. <laughs> <laughs> but that bone they brought was as big as my arm, dude. Mm. It it, it, yeah. it weighed fifteen ounces. I, I mean, I, I I probably ate, you know, fifteen ounces of steak. The bone was 15, and everybody else ate, you know, a couple ounces yeah. each. So, and, and then like they the, didn't, and, the, and, and, and the meat wasn't connected to the bone. And so they came and got it pretty quickly. And I think it's because they had to use the bone for, <laughs> for somebody else's <laughs> oh, oh, and it was, uh, good. It was a good, good time. Uh, hey, I got you. How about you to triple S? How about you to Ranger 361, one of my faves? How about mm-hmm. you, the G Russ, uh, and R.I.P. And, and I, I will say this: uh, How about you, the Takeo Fred Beasley, mm-hmm. uh, for yep. bringing bringing to my attention? I'm gonna pour some out. R.I.P. to Rockwiz McElderry. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, Isn't that crazy? Oh, are you aware of this, Jay? Yeah. No. I, I Ma- McElderry changed his name. What? He changed his name. Like completely, Jay. He didn't just change it. It's a different name altogether. His name is Rock R-O-Q Montgomery. What? Go, he go changed look at his the, name. Uh, go look at Alabama's roster. It's Rock Montgomery. That's his name. You know? And I think I think it was G Russ or one of them was like bullying works. <laughs> 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 
Man, he he, he had he had heard McElderry one too many Bro, times. He will always be my McElderry. Oh man, R.I.P. to old McElderry. Oh, oh man, I that I thought that was that that was mm, that was that was funny. <laughs> I, mean, I, I will admit, Rock Montgomery is a pretty cool name too, but I hate I hate that. I really yeah. hate that. He was just he became a an Auburn live. He will always be an Auburn live on three legend. Yes, oh, in name only. <laughs> in name only. Yeah. So yeah, he changed his name. Spring the spring roster for the Alabama football mm-hmm. team is Rock Montgomery. I think he took his mom's name. Yes. Yeah, so respect to that last name. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, right, all right, man. Hey, great show. We appreciate everybody listening. We appreciate everybody watching. Appreciate you, Cole. Man, great content this week. Yes, sir. And uh, again, appreciate uh, our sponsor, Jessica Andrews with EXP Realty. If you're looking for a home to purchase a home in Auburn, uh, Opelika, Lee County, give Jessica Andrews a call, 334-704-4442. star realtor with EXP Realty. Uh, give her a call. Residential investment property, man. She can do it all, 334-704-4442. And uh, we, that'll wrap it up, man. We appreciate everybody. Thanks, guys. Appreciate uh, Zach in the back for Cole, for J-Head. I'm Jeffrey Lee, man. Y'all stay out of that left lane. See ya. <laughs>